This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Thank you for tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. I'm your host, Christian Phoenix. Now, growing up as a comic book fan of the 80s and 90s, I've always been fascinated with how storytellers translated these iconic heroes from the page to film, television, and radio. Long before we got the big-budget CGI epics we enjoy today, children gathered around their radios to hear their favorite do-gooders come to life with little more than their imaginations and these broadcasts from a time long forgotten. I invite you to gather around your radio for this presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. horse for the speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high silver, the Lone Ranger. settlers in the western United States worked hard to wrest a living from the soil. And though in time nature repaid them, they were unable to neglect their ranches or their cattle for a minute. As a result, the office of sheriff was held in many cases by a man who lacked the proper qualifications for the job. This, in turn, made the work of the masked rider of the plains more difficult. But he continued his fight for justice in spite of every discouragement. And in time, he brought law and order to a lawless frontier. And now return with us to those thrilling days when the West was young. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse, Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come along, Silver! Tunnel's waiting in the pain ahead! his faithful Indian companion, Tonto, were riding toward Osage when the first shot split the night. Well, that sounded like a gun. Not right. 
There's another. Maybe third shot come. That danger signal. Eddie, Eddie, it's over. There it is. Three space shots. Kimosami, that's the signal that helps me badly. It come from that way. Come on, Silver. Get up, Scout. There's a house of some sort over there. See it? Uh, it's kind of dark round house. Just make it out. I'm sure that's where the shots were fired. We find out plenty soon. Now I see a dim light in one window. Uh, I'm see it. It's a candle set on the table inside. Oh, that's all oh, Scout. Oh, 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 Stick around the outside of the house. I'll go in. Huh? Don't do it there. Wait there, Silver. Open. Oh. Steady, stranger. Help me. I'll help you. Come. Come close, stranger. Who fired those shots? You you heard three shots? Yes. It it was me fired. Fired two of them. Tell me who shot you. The the killer. He come in and I knowed him. Yes? I I fired and missed. He drilled me, then left. The third shot? I I done that firing. Third shot. Danger signal. Help. Save your strength. With a bad wound. I'll have a dress for you right away. And we've got to get you in that bunk and head. No. It's too late for that. Perhaps not. Listen. Listen close. Listen to what I say. I I know who the killer is. I'm the fourth. The fourth one he's killed. Name him. He... Steady now. He is... <laughs> While the Lone Ranger tried desperately to save the old man's life, Two other riders headed toward the house. I tell you, Barnes, that mysterious killer has got old Cephas Conway. Ain't nothing short of being the worst doggone puzzle we ever had around these parts. I sometimes think we're blame fools to be deputy sheriffs, Jack. Why? We do all the thinking and the hard work. We fetch kid a killer, why? We don't get the blame for it. I know it. We do fetch one. Old Thunder has yet sits there in the rocking chair and takes all the credit. Yep, just so. But we can't let the sheriff down. Fire-eating old healer monster. If he had the use of his legs, I'd punch his nose and quit. We can't quit a man in his condition, though. No. He counts on it. Yeah. There's Sheba's place now. But I wonder how Sheriff Grell suspected Sheba's might be in danger. I don't know. There ain't no way of telling how old Thunderhead knows things. I sometimes think he just gets blamed good hunches. Maybe that's so. Other times, I think he has scouts reporting to him. Whatever it is, he sure as shooting keeps us in saddle leather. Sure does. I'll tell you one thing. If he sent us riding all the way to Sefer's house on nothing more than a hunch that the doggone killer that's been working around Osage would strike there, and if that hunch ain't right, here's one deputy that's going to shoot his mouth off a plenty. Hey, ain't that a horse outside Sefer's house? Can't tell much in the dark. Looks to be something on four legs. A horse right enough. Sefer's ain't no horse in that color, has he? Didn't have last week. Here we are. Oh, 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 boy. There's someone inside. Sheepers on the floor. Hice your hands there, mister. Matt, too, the killer. Out of my way. Stop him. Shoot, 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 Jack. Get him. Well, Sheriff, as soon as he seen us there, he lowered his head and rushed us. Yeah, and we was looking for him to slap leather. He took a soft guard, smacked into me hard, and slammed me back again the wall. That's right, Sheriff. Then he shoved his hand in my face, and by the time we turned around, 
He was jumping from the porch to the saddle and high-tailing like grease lightning. And you didn't shoot him? Gosh, we poured lead after him, but he was like lightning, and it was dark as the inside of a mine. Uh, I don't know why I keep a couple of slow-thinking, no-count deputies like you on the job. You let the killer get clean away. And him with four deaths to hang for. Uh, I'd sure like to see him hang for murdering poor old Stevens. Then why didn't you shoot him? What's the idea of drawing guns on him and then letting him charge into you? Uh, if only I had the use of my legs. I'd show you how to bring our laws to justice. I'd sure like to see you. It's easier to sit there and talk. I told you Cephas was in danger. And I told you he'd be the next one to get killed. But how'd you know that? He come here to town last week. Well, me and Jack didn't know that. Did we, Jack? No, we didn't know he'd come to town. Well, he did. He went to Judge Parker and told him he had a pretty fair notion who the killer was. Yeah? That was just after Doc Grant was killed. Hmm. And Conway was killed just two days after them two immigrants come to Old Sage. Yeah. Well, as I say, the judge brought Cephas here and he was going to bring me proof as to who the killer might be. I figure it's got to be someone right here in town. And I figure that whoever it was knowed that Cephas was going to name him and bring in some clues. That's why I sent you two there. I savvy. Cephas didn't come as he was supposed to. No. So I wondered what was wrong. Well, you went there and seen the killer in the act. And you let him get away. Blast you on a couple of fools. Now, hold on, Sheriff. We ain't the fools you call it. We got something in the way of information that maybe even you didn't know. Yeah. Tell him, Bart. There ain't just one killer. There's two. Two? Just so. When that army rode off, he yelled to an engine. We caught a glimpse of the redskin riding off from beyond the house. That's downright interesting. A redskin, eh? And what's more, we hunted around the house with a lantern and found footprints. The redskin? That's right, Sheriff. He wore moccasins. If we find him, we can prove he's the man by fitting his feet in them prints. Good. Then we'll find him. We'll have men scour the whole doggone county if need be. Bring in every Indian you see till you get the right one. His name is Tarlow. Eh, good to know that. It may help. Now go on, boys. Go on. Oh, how I wish I had the use of my legs. I'd show you how to run them killers down. <laughs> Masked Man and Tonto, after leaving the scene of the murder, made camp not far away. The next day, the Lone Ranger disguised himself and went into town. He returned that evening and told Tonto what he had learned. Everyone in town thinks we're the killers, Tonto. Mm, that's right. I had to make that break to escape last night. There was too much evidence to point to my guilt. And I wouldn't have had a chance of proving that someone else killed that old man if I had been captured. No, fellow in town, more sure. Yes. What you find out? Cephas was the fourth mysterious death. Oh. There were two people who came from the east. A man and his wife were murdered and robbed. Who do that? I don't know. Then a doctor in town was killed, but not robbed. Then what happened? Cephas came to town and thought he could help find the killer. He had some sort of a clue. Uh -huh. He wanted the judge, a man named Parker. The judge and Cephas talked to the sheriff. And Cephas was to go to his home and return with the evidence he had. When he didn't come back, the sheriff worried and sent deputies to see him. Men find him dead. Yes. What we do now? There are the facts. There's a murder around town. Right now, everyone's looking for two men. One with a mask and the other an Indian. Uh -huh. If we stay around here, they'll find us. Twenty men are searching. Uh, maybe better we go away, huh? If we go away, Tonto. We'll be considered the murderers. The real killer will never be punished. You got plan? Yes. What plan? Listen to me carefully, Tonto. I'll outline it for you. It calls for risk. But finding the real murderer is worth some risk. Next morning, the sheriff sat in his rocking chair on the porch of his home, 
and watch Jack and Bart ride toward the house, leading the white horse. Hey, what have you boys got there? Come on, there. Where'd you get that white horse? Look at the critter fight them rules. Hey, bless your eyes. Oh, you can't hold right here, Jack. Hey, is that an insane drunk or what? Stay there. Got the rope, Jack? It'll hold him. How do you like that, Sheriff? We captured the killer's horse. Where's the killer? They've seen him. We come on a camp, and there was signs of one man being around there and his horse. We hunted for the owner, but he couldn't be located. Well, we fetched the horse in anyhow. Well, that's something. The killer's without a horse. He can't travel far now. Hey, Sheriff, there's someone coming. Look at him. Hey, horse. Yeah. That critter walking ahead is a redskin. Grab him. Grab all engines. Hey, stick your hands up. This is my prisoner. Hold that. Hold on. Hey, you stranger, you on that paint horse. Yes? Come here. That's what I intend to do. I want you to throw this Indian in jail. My thunder, that's just what we will do. Shut up, Jack. I'll handle it. Hey, what have you got to get him, stranger? Trying to take this horse away from me. Yeah? Well, now, Injun, where's your horse? There, horse. That's my... Oh, so that big white was your horse, eh? If he had a horse lets a redskin touch him, he wouldn't let us do that. It's his horse, all right. And they moccasin. Well, do you want a prisoner you... or not? Can a man ride into Osage without being attacked by an Indian? Reckon he can, fella. You're from the east, eh? Didn't I come from that direction? Reckon you did. So the redskin tried to take your horse? Yes. Uh-huh. Boys, did them moccasins of his look like they'd fit the marks you found? They sure do. Wait. Injun, have you got a name? Hmm. What do you call? Me named Tonto. Wow, the blame fool admits it. I guess he didn't know who we was and what we seen, huh? You said the part of that masked man was Tonto. And so he was. Sheriff, this here is one of the two men we want. You want this man? We sure did, stranger. Don't you worry. He won't try and take no more horses. Is there a reward for him? Well, I... If there is, I'm staying around town. You get on about your business. You didn't arrest him as a killer. All you done was haul him in for trying to take your horse. You don't share in no reward. But after all, I've... Well, got... you'd better clear out, stranger. Letting you got business here. But listen here, Sheriff. Well, you heard me. Now get along. Very well. No sense letting strangers stay around here and cut in the reward no, money. I'll lock that engine up. I'll question him by and by and make him tell where his master partner is hiding out. Jailed by the sheriff, Tonto must depend on the lone ranger to save him from the hangman. The only way the masked man can do this is by finding the real killer. In just a moment, the second act of the lone ranger drama will be presented. Ooh, yeah, let me tell you something right here, uh huh. It's the Loot Crate subscription box, yeah, with an exclusive loot on surprises delivered to your door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, daddy. <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude. Cowabunga! To the Loot Gaming video game box. Woohoo! Browsers! With crates starting as large as $11.99 per month, those are backs just about for all collectors. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's F E N I X media.us forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, did You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media.
with a speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high of silver, the Lone Ranger. Now to continue our story. The sheriff ordered his chair carried to the door of Tonto's cell. Then he and Judge Parker questioned the Indian. Indian, there's a chance the jury might be lenient with you. After all, the man the law is interested in capturing is a white man. Tonto, not tell. It's true, is it, that your pod is someone right here in town? Maybe him in town. We all understand that you were just a tool of the white man. Now hold on, Judge. That Indian can't savvy your highfalutin talk. Only way to get him to squeal is by rough handling. That won't make him talk, Sheriff. No amount of torture would loosen his tongue. Killer, no, Tonto, not guilty. Not guilty? Why, you loco coyote, do you mean to say you're going to claim to be innocent? Me give proof someday. Proof, eh? <laughs> you have proof? Tonto uh, show proof someday. That's a good one. I'd like to know what that proof is. There can't be none. Sheriff Rell, it's possible that he has proof. Well, if he has, it's proof in his white pod. The engine is as guilty as sin. Sheriff, your handicap doesn't quench your spirit any. Not by a darn sight. You merit the name Old Thunderhead. Never mind that. Tell me this, Tonto. What possible connection is there between the four people who have been killed? The first couple were robbed. But old Dr. Grant had nothing to steal. Neither did Cephas Conway. Proof come maybe by and by. Who's bringing it? You find out. I'm by. Sheriff, the Indian talks as if he was confident this proof would come and set him free. <laughs> You're from the East. You don't savvy the tricks the Redskin was trying to put over, Judge. But Cephas spoke of proof he had. Sure, and he was killed so as the killer could get that same and shut his mouth. Having done so, the masked hombre ain't going to fetch his back here, is he? I don't know. I'm not convinced that the masked man who left Cephas' house when your deputies rode up is the killer. You ain't? Why, of all the stubborn, hard to convince. Did the deputies see him shoot? No, but they got there when he was standing over the dead body. Then he made a break to get away. I know that. And they found that Cephas' place had been ransacked and something took from it. He must have been the one that took it. There ain't no one else could have done it. Well, I don't... Yeah. Went back to Cephas' place and looked around for more. Well, them prints of the Redskins, all right. No question about that. <laughs> I could have told you that without you going there. We figured something else out. Yeah? That proof that Cephas had weren't anything very bulky. How'd you know that? Well... Judging from the places the killer looked for it. It was blame small or he wouldn't have bothered hunting under the carpet in such places. The point is, did he find it? I don't know about that. All I know is that we didn't find it. <laughs> Proof come by and by. Huh? What's that? Oh, the redskin claims he ain't guilty. And neither is his pod that rid the other white horse. Other white horse? Well, the engine had one. And you said a masked man hightailed on a white one? Oh, that's so. We didn't see the engine horse. We got it here, ain't we? Right in the stable, in back. Say, redskin... When do you think that proof is due to get here? It come maybe tonight. How do you know? Me know. Feller fetch proof. Him come through Tuttle Pass. Tuttle Pass? That means he's coming from Red Rock Way. Isn't that right? We ain't counting none on that. You boys just keep hunting for the masked man and the white horse. As the evening approached, the men in town began to argue against any further delay in hanging Tonto. I say we ought to lynch the critter. Ain't no doubt, but what he's a plenty guilty. Sheriff's making a mistake in listening to his talk about proof coming through the pass. That's how I figured. I say lynch But not now. Not while the sheriff's still up and around. Boys, is this lynch talk? Oh, evening, Judge. You better not hang around here. You'll be hearing things you'd sooner not listen to. Boys, don't do it. Now, Judge, it ain't no fair you Wait. Perhaps the Indian is telling the truth. Wait, nothing. Sheriff was too flame lenient with him. It's time we had some law and order around here. Old Doc saved my hide one time, and now he's dead. 
I, for one, ain't letting that go without squaring things for you. I say the same. Come on, Judge. You and me will take a little walk. The boys has things to talk over. But I don't... Come on. Put your gun away. Well, come along. Let's just have a walk. All right. Let me know what the plans are when I get back. We will. Yeah, we'll let you know. Now, boys, if the sheriff had the use of his legs and could get about, then I'd say go and get the redskin right now. Yeah, the sooner the better. Being as he ain't able to get about, it'd be taking unfair advantage was we to do it so early. We better wait till he's in bed for the night. That's right. Now, look, Steve, you go call on him, Savvy. Yeah. When he goes to bed and settles down quiet so he won't know what's taking place, you come back and tell us. We'll all be here waiting. Good enough. Then we'll move on to jail and get the red skin. got to bed. Want me to help you? Nope. I got things fixed in my house here so as I can sort of shove from one place to wherever I want to go. Good enough. I'll mosey on then. Good night, Steve. Thanks for dropping in. Night, Sheriff. There. That's you, Steve. It's me. Sheriff's going to bed right away. Good. We won't have long to wait then. Let's get down to the cafe. Good night. The boy's all there? There and waiting. We can see when the sheriff puts his light out, then we'll allow an extra half an hour and then go get the redskin. Yep. The men watched and waited. They saw the light in the sheriff's house go out. And then they went to the cafe and told their companions. Ain't long now. Half an hour, and then we move. Hey, fellas, boys, the deputy. What are you doing here? He was out in the range hunting that masked man. Boys, we come back to town, and we just found out that the white horse is gone. Hinton? Yeah, taking the barn behind the jail. It's gone. Who took it? How do we know? Jack, that loss don't mean nothing to us right now. We got other plans, Sally. But you got to listen. The is, the redskin won't never have the chance to straddle that horse again anyhow. But the title, the bridle, everything's gone. Why not enough the judge to tell him? Why the judge? Well, you know how things are. The sheriff ain't able to get about. Most of us go to the judge with things when the sheriff's a bitter when he ain't at the office. As I says, it don't matter now. The sheriff told us never to wake him up with things. Will you stop talking about it? We're aiming to string the redskin up. But you can't do it. We don't aim to be stopped, Senator Jack. Now, if you don't want to start trouble, you won't interfere when the odds are big against you. Uh huh. I savvy. Good. Let's get started now. Good. There ain't no use waiting any longer. When the group at the table rose, everyone in the cafe knew that the hour of hanging was at hand. They trooped from the place a body of nearly 50 men, some carrying ropes, others rifles to prevent interference with their plans. Meanwhile, the Lone Ranger headed from the east and came toward Tuttle's Pass. It's good to be with you again, Silver Old Boy. If everything works out, we'll have Tuttle with us in a few minutes. A man crouched behind a rock at the pass. At the first sound of approaching hoops, he raised his long rifle and took careful aim at the rider. With each second, the lone ranger drew closer to the rock. The crouching man was ready. His finger closed on the trigger, but suddenly a sharp command rang out behind him. Drop the gun, Sheriff. Come on, Silver. You're covered. You've given yourself away. All right. All right. 
All right, good friend, but now... That will hold yourself. Making believe you couldn't walk has you above suspicion for these murders. You! You're the masked man in that house! Yes, I am the masked man. Now do I go to jail to let you know that I'd be coming through this pass. Yeah, to make you think that the letter you burned in Peter's place hadn't been entirely destroyed before I got there. You heard me coming and had to make your escape. Stranger, in the name of heaven. What's the matter, Judge? Your friend, the Indian, they're hanging you. Hanging? Tonto! No! Yes. and he went to the judge with it. The doctor was killed because he learned that the sheriff could walk. The first two died because they saw the sheriff when he robbed them. Sebas didn't know who was Gilly when he came to town with his letter. All he knew was that the mysterious killer was an important man in town. The sheriff was afraid, so he killed Sebas. He had a run when he heard Tottenham coming. He threw the letter in the fire and left the house. Sebas told me everything before he died. But the sheriff thought the letter gave his name and had not been burned. He waited there at the pass, thinking the letter was being brought there. The judge is there now, holding him a prisoner. That ornery cut, that's how he knows so much. I told the judge everything, and he helped set the trap. Go get the sheriff. He's your man. Hello. Just waiting outside of town. Come on. We'll both ride Silver to get him. Me, me ready. Hello, Silver. Thank you. 
story you have just heard is a copyrighted feature of The Lone Ranger, Incorporated. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. horse with the speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high old silver, the Lone Ranger. many settlers to the early western United States. The government regulated the filing of claims to the best of its ability, but gunplay settled many boundary disputes, and it was in the gold country that the masked rider of the plains did some of his best work. With his faithful Indian companion, Tonto, he fought for the rights of honest men, and the memory of his deeds will remain as long as the memory of the early west itself. And now return with us to the thrilling days of yesteryear. From all the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse, Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Gardner's mind was in the district surrounding Oak Falls. As our story opens, we see a hard-faced man working at the end of the long tunnel, which has been dug into the side of the hill. Gold ore! I hit the vein! Oh, hey, Mole! What do you want, Steve? Come here and come a-running! Hey, what's it like? Oh, I found it! I found it! I knew blame well Steve's vein hadn't run out. All he'd done was come to a fall. If it kept on going, it'd have struck the vein again. Shabba Jehoshaphat. Here, give me that pick. I'm going to look for myself. <laughs> Just pick up that piece you knocked off and have a look at it. Golly, it's richer than it was before Steve lost uh-huh, it. I'm bigger. Look at there. Well, that vein's twice as thick through as it was before. Hey, Rich, we're going to have a fortune. Hold on a second. Huh? What for? Ain't you forgetting something? Forgetting something? You're forgetting this vein ain't on our claim. Well, we're standing to Steve's property. Hmm, that's so. 
<laughs> but that's something can be fixed. Yeah? We could offer him a price for his claim. After all, as far as he knows, it ain't worth much. Oh, don't be a doggone fool. You know just how far we'd get trying to do business with him again after that one claim he sold him. <laughs> the one we sold, you mean? Jake, I never seen a fellow so tarnation mad as he was after that deal. <laughs> he was fit to be tied. Special because he couldn't prove nothing. <laughs> But it looked like the couple of hundred dollars we made on that claim was going to keep us from cleaning up on this other. I don't know. Steve's pa's mighty sick and needs a heap of doctrine. Steve might jump at the chance to get a little cash on hand. Uh, maybe, but I doubt it. Well, come along. Won't hurt none to talk to him. If he's too blamed stubborn to sell, well, there's ways to get around that. You got something in mind, Bull? <laughs> I might have. Here's the hole that takes us into the main tunnel. Blast it, Jake. Why'd you have to make it so small a fellow can hardly squeeze through? Well, it had to be small enough to cover up easy, didn't it? If anybody ever found out we tunneled from our claim into Steve's, it'd be the devil to pay. Well, you go on through first. John. All right, let's show this. Uh, all right, Bull, come on. Well, that's it, holy. We got no for a snake. Yeah, there. Yeah. Like I was saying, Jake, if Steve won't sell, I got another idea. Yeah? I figure something happened to Steve, his part fell out and be glad of the chance. Something happened to Steve? Now, look here, Bone. If you're planning to drill him, you can count me out. I don't aim to have the sheriff on my trail. <laughs> we couldn't be blamed if somebody else drilled him, could we? Huh? Yeah, here's the entrance. Doggone if I ain't always glad to get outside again where a fellow don't have to worry about rock caving in on him. Yeah. There's smoke showing from Steve's place. He must be home, all right. Come on. Just what you mean about somebody else drilling, Steve? You ever hear of Big Stone Canyon? Well, I don't recollect nothing. If Steve won't sell, that place is just made to order for us. Yeah, but what... I'll I... tell you about it later. We don't want Steve to hear nothing. Huh. Come on in. Why, you... If I thought it was you fellas knocked, I'd have told you to go to blazes. Hmm. Fixing yourself some deed, huh? Maybe it's being hungry makes you so blamed unsociable. Get out of here. Is that Jason Bull, Yeah, Paul, but them skunks won't be in here long. Ah, now, Steve, ain't no use you talking like that when we come to do business. <laughs> You ailing so you can't get out of bed, Mr. Gardner? I'm always ailing, Dad Rabbit. If it ain't one thing, it's the other. Excuse me. Give me another swallow of my medicine, won't you? Just a minute, Portal. I've settled with these polecats. All right. Fix your business, then make tracks. Steve, how would you like to sell out? Sell out? Sure. Me and Jake was just talking today about how bad you needed cash. We thought maybe if we bought your claim, it'd help you out some. We wouldn't be needing cash if you hadn't cheated us on that other claim you sold us. Shucks, Steve. We're as sorry about that as you are. That's why we'd like to make it up to you now. Sure. That's why, Steve. You're up to something crooked again. You fellas never done nobody a favor in your life. Your claim's petered out, ain't it? Yeah, but a little cash is better than none, ain't it? Not if it's your cash. Ah, come on now, Steve. That ain't no way to talk. Shut up and listen to me. I know you fellas followed that claim I bought off in you. Even if I can't get evidence, it'll stand up in court. If I hadn't found the one I got now, we'd have been dead broke, and Paul might have died. And I don't care if this claim finished, too. I'll never do business with low-down, ornery, cheating skunks like you fellas again. And that goes as it lays, so get. Come on, Jake. Ain't no use talking sense to an hombre that don't know sense when he sees it. You fellas come in here again, I'll take my shooting iron to you. We gave you your chance, Steve, and you threw it down. We won't be back. Blasted fool. Told you he wouldn't listen to nothing. And I told you if he didn't, there was another way to deal with him. And there is. Come on. I'll tell you about Big Stone Canyon and what I had in mind. It was almost two weeks later that Tonto, the faithful Indian companion of the Lone Ranger, heard someone call to him as he rode down a winding mountain trail. Injun! Hey, Injun! Oh, John. Oh. Come over here, Redskin. Come here. I want to talk to you. Let me come. 
Get him up, Scout. That's all right, Agent. I'm sure glad to see you. Oh, Scout. Oh, oh, oh. You, you want me? Engine, would you like to make yourself some cash? What may you do? You know where Oak Falls is? Oh, uh, that's where a fellow mine gold. Uh-huh, that's right. That's where I was heading when my horse went lame just now. Blast the luck. I had something real important to do there. Now I won't be able to make it. Where horse? That's my horse over there, tethered to that sapling. Now, look here, Redstone. You do like I want, and there's more than $100 in it for you. Not plenty. You just bet it is. Hey, Jan? You tell Tonto what to do. Well, it's like this, Injun. I've been prospecting around these hills, and I run across a place where there's more gold laying around loose than you can shake a stick at. I wanted to get to Oak Falls and tell a fella I know about it. Now that my horse is lame, I can't ride no further. Mm, me tell fella you find gold. No, no, Injun, you can't do that. What matter? Well, you see, Injun, the fella I want you to tell don't like me. He thinks I tell him a dirty deal once, so he won't believe nothing I say. Oh. I was wondering how I'd let him know without my name being connected with it. Then when I seen you, it came to me how it could be done. What fella's name? He's a young hombre by the name of Steve Gardner. You can't mistake him. He's got a pile that's ailing all the time. Now, here, I'll give you this poker mine. There's over a hundred dollars worth of gold in there. Where you get gold? You just tell Steve you found this gold in Big Stone Canyon, man. What you say? Hey, you know that place? No, I me mean, not know. Oh, I didn't figure you look like an engine to come from around them parts. Well, will you do it? How to do it? Tell Steve Big Stone Canyon is right where the Bitterroot swings south on the other side of the hills. He can tell it by all the big stones laying loose outside the entrance. Uh-huh. And you can keep them nuggets for your trouble. Now, you got everything straight? Me not forget. Good. That's just fine. Now, get along with you. Remember, you do it just like I said. Me go now. Adios. Get him up, Scout. Stone Canyon, Tonto? No, they're not Golden Canyon. But you didn't let them suspect you'd been there before, did you? Mm, me fool them plenty. Good. I wonder what that fellow's game is. You said Big Stone Canyon is the burial place of a famous Indian chief. That means it's sacred to his tribe. Any white man found prospecting there would be killed. Not right. Tonto, we're going to look into this. What we do? Steady, Silver. We're riding to Oak Falls. Oh. You're going to do exactly what that man told you. Unless he thinks that Steve Gardner is tricked, he'll not show his hand. Uh-huh. Show Steve the gold. Tell him you found it in the canyon. Then leave the rest to me. Time to do that. Come on, Tonto. Skin, fill up your plate again. You're welcome to anything we got here. <laughs> Me not want more. Shucks, you haven't had enough to keep a bird alive. Hey, Paul, feeling good enough to have some of this bacon? Now you just let me sleep some, Stevie. Maybe later on in the day I'll be able to swallow some victuals. Mm, sick. Paul ain't been well for the past five years, Redskin. Gosh, I'd give my right arm to have the cash to send to me for it to be took care of right. Uh, but it ain't likely I'll ever have that much all at one time. Maybe me help him. Huh? What could you do? In you know many medicine, pale face not know. Well, it's mighty kind of you, Redskin, but I reckon you couldn't do any more for him than the sawbones in town has done. Uh, hey, where you going? Me leave now. Well, what are you doing with that leather poke? Me pay for grub. Now, hold on, Redskin. We don't want no pay for what you at. Why, gee, Jerusalem, Redskin. Where'd you get that gold? Me find long way off. Gold? If I knew where to lay my hands on some nuggets like Tim, I could take care of Paul the way he should be. I could... Gosh, Redskin, you, you wouldn't tell me just where it was you found that, would you? Me tell you. You will? Uh, me find in Big Stone Canyon. Huh? Where's that? It's where Bitterroot River goes south. There's Big Stone outside. 
That Howell Canyon get name. And, and there's more of that gold where you found that? Mm, plenty more. Well, say, you, you haven't told nobody else about this canyon, have you? Can't only tell you. Pa, Pa, did you hear that? Redskin, tell me where I could get more gold like he's got. Hey, Redskin, come here. Uh-huh. You said maybe you could help, Pa. I don't suppose you can, but would you be willing to stay with him while I'm gone? If you ain't, I'll have to let that gold go. I can't leave Paul by himself. No, Stevie. Come here, stay. Redskin, you're a gift from heaven. You're the best fellow i ever seen. I'm getting packed and I'm leaving for Big Stone Canyon today. slow. Get up there. <laughs> Chuck, you're the laziest horse I ever did see. <laughs> but I'm telling you, fella, you carry me to where there's real pay dirt, I'll see to it you don't ever have to work again. Uh-uh. <laughs> I'll turn you loose where the pasture is long and tasty and green. I'll feed you so many oats you'll get so fat you won't be knowing yourself. Come on, Who's that? Come on, A masked man, an outlaw. Get up there. Get up there. Oh, no, man. Get away from me. Get up. Get up there. You can't get away. Stop your horse. Let go of that driver. I'll plug you. No, you won't. Get back to the gun. Close on the cover. Close on What's the idea? You can't do it. You're going with me, Steve. But wait a minute. Don't argue. You're going to my camp. I haven't no cash. I ain't got nothing an outlaw wants. That's what we're going to find out. You. I got it. You're a friend of Bulls and Jake's. They think you're gunning for me. Just like them poke at the hire somebody to shoot me down. Just the contrary. I'm saving your life. Curtain falls on the first act of our thrilling Lone Ranger drama. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Now to continue our story. As Steve Gardner was making his way toward Big Stone Canyon, the belief that he could find gold there was captured by the Lone Ranger. Several weeks later, we see the two miners, known as Bull and Jake, as they approach the Gardner cabin. Don't think you were calling on old Andy too soon, do you, Bull? Steve's been gone three weeks, ain't he? Yeah, but I but don't... nothing. I savvy them engines by Big Stone Canyon. If they didn't scalp Steve for going in there, I'll eat my shirt. They most likely did, but you can't be sure. Look here, Jake. If Steve was alive, he'd have been back here by this time after finding out he got fooled. Yeah, maybe. And if he ain't been killed, it don't make no difference. Just so he ain't around. Huh? Why don't it? Because <laughs> I've been looking things up. And I found where he's got both his claims registered in his pa's name. Is that a fact? Uh-huh. We're going to get Andy to sell out to us, or I'll know the reason why. He ain't like Steve. I ain't worried about him not selling Nope, Andy. Me and Jake. Walking here like that is This ain't no time for hard words, Andy. We we got some bad news for you. Bad bad news about Steve, your boy. And then, then ain't nothing happened to him, has it? Well, it's no shucks. You tell him, Jake. Uh, wait, wait till I sit down. Sure. 
I thought I was getting stronger since Tonto's been here, but I, I reckon I'm a mite weaker than I figured. Andy, this redskin you call Tonto's been the means of killing Steve. No. Steve? Dead? No. It can't be so. I'm powerful sorry to have to tell you about it, but it's so. Me and Bull just heard about it today, so we came right over. Go, go on. You see, Andy, it seems like this canyon where Steve went is a bad place for white folks. The engines up there won't stand for a white man going in a canyon. Because it's a place where a chief of theirs was buried. And when Steve went inside looking for gold, them redskins found his trail and killed him. Steve, dead. I, I just don't seem able to get it through my head. It, it don't seem no ways possible. The trapper told us he wouldn't have no reason for lying about it. I, I reckon not. I don't suppose you're any too well fixed for cash, are you, Andy? If it hadn't been for Tonto, I wouldn't have had nothing to eat. And to think it was Tonto got my boy killed. What we was thinking was that maybe now, needing cash like you do, you'd consider selling the claim. Selling? Oh, why not? You ain't got the strength to work it. No. And what if Steve was again selling it to us? He sure wouldn't ask you to starve on account of the way he felt. I, I don't know. It don't seem hardly right. But there ain't nobody else that'll buy him. And I gonna have cash for grub. And you'll sell, sure enough? I... Give me time to sort of think it over, won't you? Sure, if that's what you want, Andy. We ain't gonna rush things. Only... Yeah? Well, even if you do like this redskin that's been staying with you, I wouldn't think it exactly hanker to be living off of no longer. After what happened. Just let me think it over, that's all. I'll give you your answer tomorrow. Good enough. Let's get home, Jake. I reckon Andy would like to be alone for a spell. Uh-huh. We'll be back again tomorrow at just the same time. I'll be here. Good day, dear. Steve, gone. The, the boy I raised all these years. There won't no find the boy anywhere. Andy. A masked man. Listen to me, Andy. Steve isn't dead. But they just told me. I know me. what they told you, but I'm telling you the truth. But, uh, Here, read this. It's a note from Steve. I think it'll explain everything. Why, why, he says he's been with you all this time. He has. But why didn't he let me know? Why? It was hard on you, Andy, but it had to be done this way. If you'd known the truth, Bull and Jake might have guessed it. This way, they're convinced you believe Steve is dead. But, stranger, I still don't Does see... that note convince you that I'm your friend? Steve says to trust you, mister, and I reckon what Steve says is good enough for me. Good. I've learned a number of things lately. Enough to find a way to punish Bull and Jake. What's that? They plotted Steve's death, Andy. But if you do exactly what I tell you, they'll be brought to justice. They schemed to kill Steve? They did. Why, the low-down rotten skunks, uh, stranger. Tell me what your scheme is. like talking business the way things are, but, well, after all, you've got to think of how you're going to live. That's all right, fellas. Uh, sit down. Well, now, you're taking it real sensible. Sure, we'll sit down. Have you made up your mind yet? I suppose rightly I ought to sell. Oh, sure, you're sure. And like I told you before, there ain't been nobody but you fellas ever gave an offer for the claim. Shucks, why should they? The vein run out, didn't it? That's what I can't figure. If the claim's no good, what do you fellas want with it? Now, look here, Andy. Don't get the notion we're going to offer a whole pile of cash for the mine. What do you give me? Oh, a hundred dollars? 
We don't aim to be stingy about this. It ain't enough. Huh? Why, you're loco. Chucks, don't argue with them, Dick. We'll give 200. No. If you want that mine, you'll give a thousand. Well, say, that's twice as much as you paid us for that other claim. Uh-huh. Well, we won't... Shut consider. up, Dick. Eddie's the bargain. We'll pay you a thousand. Though why we're so doggone soft-hearted, I'll be blamed if I know. You got the cash with you? How much are you carrying, Dick? Hmm, I got it if you don't mind taking folding money. Folding money will do me. Just a second. I got the papers here all ready for signing. Good enough. How about witnesses? Hey, I think I've seen a couple of fellas just pass by. They'll do all right. Hey, you fellas. All of us. Step in here a minute, won't you? Sure. They're coming. They're right here. Howdy, fellas. Step in. Don't mind witnessing some papers, do you? Shucks, glad to oblige. Here's the papers, fellas. And here's pen and ink on the table. Look the papers over, then sign up and pay me the cash. All right, look at them papers. Them the right ones, Bull? Hmm. Yeah, let me see. Yeah, these are the ones, all right. <laughs> Where's that pen, huh? What's with us? An outlaw. Where in the man? Are you? Cabal Jake, you look like you're plugged here. I will if you slap, lover. What do you want with that? If this is a hold-up, you'll pay for it, mister. Well, we ain't got no cash on a stranger. On it, we ain't. I'll see about that. Line up there. You can. And keep still. Take your hands off of me. I ain't got no cash, I told you. Don't move. I'll search the rest of you. You there. Oh. You. Yeah. Nothing worth taking. We told you we didn't have it. I just wasted my time on you. I'm going. If a man followed me outside of this door within the next ten minutes, he'll get drilled. Ooh. Gosh, he never even touched the pocket that had my cash in it. Well, maybe he didn't. We're going to sign these papers pronto and give the cash to Andy. Then if that crook comes back again, it'll be Andy that's robbed instead of us. Here, hand me that pen. deed was transferred and the money paid. Then, the next day, Bull and Jake, congratulating themselves on their cleverness, went to work with pick and shovel in the mine. I'm going to rest a minute, Jake. That's hard work. Oh, it sure is. <laughs> the more I think this deal over, Jake, the funnier it strikes me. <laughs> it was a slick one, all right. But the best part of it is that even when we get through to where the vein starts again, old Andy won't be able to say nothing. <laughs> it ain't our fault we run into high-grade ore. And it's happened lots of times before that mines that were supposed to be worthless started paying again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the old galoot kind of surprised me, though. I never reckoned he'd be stubborn enough to hold out for what he did. Yes, I thought he'd jump at the chance to get a hundred for his claim. Well, it don't matter none. We'd paid ten times as much, we'd still be getting the bargain. Well, this ain't getting us nowhere standing here talking. <coughs> How much further do you figure we have to dig, Jake? Mm, maybe five, six feet. Well, then, let's get at it. Oh, you're right. <laughs> Jake, we bought a fortune for a thousand dollars. Yeah, look at that. It's not working now. What a same mass, man. Come on, man. Well, folks, thanks for doing that work for me. You too, Jake. Hi, Steve. We, we thought you were dead. Well, I ain't. I've come back to claim my mind. You can't do it. We don't care what happens. This mine was bought and paid for by us. Even if you ain't dead, Steve, your pa had the right to sell it. Andy sold you men of mine, but not this one. Huh? What's that? If you look at your deed again, you'll find you bought the mine you sold it and sold to Steve some time ago. That ain't so. You looked at them papers, didn't you? He's trying to bluff us. Of course I looked at them. And they were for this mine right here. Oh, they were when you looked at them. What do you mean? But you didn't sign the same papers you looked at. Look, the masked fellow's giving you the right of a 
Sorry? What? What we signed, the papers was on the table. Do you remember when I came in the cabin yesterday and held us up? He was so busy watching me that you didn't pay any attention to Andy. He'd had a second group of papers prepared, and he substituted those when you weren't looking. Boy, that's dirty. It was your own fault. You couldn't wait until the papers were signed and the money given to Andy. You wanted him to be the loser in case of another holdup. Are you tricked us? I'll well, show it out, Andy. Oh, let go of my arm. Hey, you're breaking up that gun. There, there it is. I'll take care of the cook now, stranger. The sheriff. There you prisoner, Sheriff. I'll see if they get offended. If we can't hold him on nothing else. Assault with intent to kill. Keep him in jail a mighty long time. All right, boys. Bring him along. Hi, Steve. I was sure glad to hear it when the masked man told me you were still alive. Well, when I first met up with a masked fellow, I figured him to be a friend of these skunks. But it didn't take me long to figure different after I talked to him. But how did he find out there was gold here? <laughs> he didn't know it until after these crooks started to work. He said we'd let them think they'd bought the mine, then they'd show why they wanted it. Well, I'll be doggone. They showed us where the gold was, and on top of that, paid us back twice as much as we paid them for that no-good claim they sold us. Well, now you can go east and get all the fancy doctrine you need. Look here, Stevie. I don't need no doctrine. The masked fella need a switch, and the engine made me well. Them two fellas beat anything I ever seen. Come on, Silver! We're heading for Prairie Grove! Saddle's waiting for us! Hello, Silver! just heard is a copyrighted feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated. Get this and previous episodes of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater wherever you get podcasts or by visiting phoenixmedia.us forward slash silverageheroes. Join us again, same bat time, same bat station, for another presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Excelsior! Thank you for tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. I'm your host, Christian Phoenix. 
Now, growing up as a comic book fan of the 80s and 90s, I've always been fascinated with how storytellers translated these iconic heroes from the page to film, television, and radio. Long before we got the big-budget CGI epics we enjoy today, children gathered around their radios to hear their favorite do-gooders come to life with little more than their imaginations and these broadcasts from a time long forgotten. I invite you to gather around your radio for this presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. A cloud of dust and a hearty Ohio Silver, the Lone Ranger. When the western United States was first opened to settlers, many criminals traveled to the new territory in the hope of finding easy wealth. They soon realized, however, that wealth could only be purchased by hard work, so they turned to robbery and cattle rustling. It was these men that the masked rider of the plains fought so tirelessly. It was only through his efforts that law and order was finally established on the frontier. And now return with us to those thrilling days when the west was young. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. of Prairie Grove, a typical frontier settlement in southwestern Texas. It is late afternoon, and Clem Barton, a rancher, hurriedly enters the small post office on the main street. Fred. Hey, Fred. I'm in a doggone big hurry. You got any mail for me? Hmm, might have. Well, then give it to me quick. I'm looking for something special. Now, just hold your horses. I'll have a look. Offhand, can't exactly recollect whether there was something for you or not. Don't be so fired slow about it. Just a second. Just a second. Yep, it's up. This is yours, I reckon. What are you being so blame hasty about? I got to meet Banker Shaw at 5 o'clock, that's why, and it's just about 5 now. Oh, here, give me that. You're meeting Banker Shaw? I am, but this is what I'm looking for. Yeah. Yippee, this is it, all right. Huh. If you're planning to see the bank here, you better get a hustle on. 
He's getting ready to take that stage. What's that? Look for yourself. You don't believe me. There's a stage just across the street. Well, of all the... Looks to me like he kind of forgot about you. Well, I'll catch him. Hi there. Banker Shaw. Hey. You call me, Clem? Gosh, Mr. Shaw. What are you doing with your bag all packed and everything? You ain't forgot our business, have you? Eh? Business? What business? You know, the ranch. The mortgage. Mortgage? I thunder claim it clean slipped my mind. Gosh, I was hoping we'd get things cleared up today. Look, Mr. Shaw, step back away so his folks won't hear us, won't you? The stage won't be leaving for a couple minutes yet. Well, come along. Now, what is it that's a doggone secret? Well, it's like this, Mr. Shaw. I just now got the cash I sent for to pay off the mortgage. And I'd sure hate like blazes to take the risk of keeping it on me. Well, that's a shame, Clem. I'm sure sorry I forgot about our appointment. If I wasn't going to Gold City, you could give me the cash now, and then you wouldn't have to worry about it. But, uh, but can't you put off your trip till tomorrow, Mr. Shaw? Sorry, Clem. My business is a sight too important for that. But then how about leaving the cash in your bank for the night? Now, Clem, you know better than that. The bank's closed up tight this late in the day. Of course, you could have them take care of it over to the cafe. After all, the holdups has been not by a blame sight. Then I reckon you'll just have to take it home with you again. But uh, when are you coming back? When? Oh, I'll be back tomorrow evening. I'm just staying overnight. Could I see you tomorrow night, then? Mm, yes, I suppose you could. Of course, the mortgage ain't due for another week yet. But I won't feel real easy keeping $5,000 out to the ranch. And I don't blame you, Clem. Well, let's say you meet me tomorrow night at 10 o'clock, then. That good enough? Oh, that'd do just fine. Get aboard, folks. We're set to travel. Well, the stage's ready to leave, Clem. Sorry I couldn't do no better for you. Oh, we'll make out, I reckon. So long, Mr. Shaw. Tomorrow at 10, then. Good day to you. I'm right in, Mr. Shaw. We're near to five minutes late getting started already. I'm ready, driver. Get up there. Come on, Mr. You ain't forgot the time, have you, Clem? Huh, Sophie? Well, what time is it? Most nine o'clock. You said you had to be to meet Mr. Shaw in town at 10. Oh, gosh, I was near forgetting. Get the cash out of the cupboard for me, won't you, Sophie? I'll have to make tracks. Well, I'll get it. Uh, my hat. Uh, where in blazes is my hat? You have to in the chair where you put it. I declare when you get fussed, you never know what you're doing. <laughs> well, I reckon I'm just feeling good knowing the mortgage is going to be paid up, honey. It was mighty nice of your brother Ned to give us a lend of it. Well, you better be careful with it. From what he says, things being the way they are back east... He won't be able to send you no more. Uh, you better I'll be careful. Here this, Clem. Now, you put it in a good, safe place. Yeah. There. It won't fall out of that inside pocket, I reckon. Now, where'd you say my hat was? Oh, oh here it is. Oh, you hurry to town. The horse is all saddled outside. Nice moonlit night to ride. Well, you take care of yourself. Uh, who in the blazes is that? Whoever it is, don't you stop to talk to him. Just keep going. An engine? Oh. What you want, Redskin? Don't stand there, Clem. I'll deal with the engine. I'm going, honey. All right, engine. Uh, what you say you wanted? Me want food. Me pay you. Food? Well, land sake, we ain't got a whole lot on hand, but you're welcome to share. Uh, just for yourself? No. Me got friend. Oh, there's two of you. Another redskin, huh? Uh, him white friend. White friend? Then why don't he come up and ask for the grub instead of sending an engine after it? Is that him standing below in the shadows? Uh. Well, I reckon they don't matter, though. You just wait till I have a look in the kitchen, and I'll see you. Fair shot. Oh, oh, that's the way Clem rode. Hello, see your horse. Something's happened. Me come. Stranger, don't let nothing happen to Clem. Help him. Hurry, my lord. Uh, Here's me ready. Come on, Get horse, Scout. Come on, Scout. Scout came from the trail, Donald. Not right. Sounded like a rifle. Uh -huh. Hurry, silver, old fellow. Come on, there, silver boy. Can't hit, old fellow. You, look. There's a horse. And there's a man lying on the trail. Uh, no, silver. Oh, 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 oh. What's the matter left the ranch house when you knocked on the door? Uh, 
Him, same fellow. He's not dead. Bullet cut cross head. Yes. Didn't wound him seriously. There was enough to knock him out. Oh, no. Him come too. He'll be conscious in a moment. Look, Chandler. The shot must have come from behind that cut bank. It's the perfect spot to hide if he wanted to drag out a man on this trail. Uh, uh. The man who fired the shot could follow down the ghost and make his escape unseen. Oh, the cash. He'll be all right, friend. The bullet only scraped your scalp. Uh, wait, I, I got to look. The cash. You were carrying money? Hey, it's gone. It was stolen? How much did you have? $5,000 in folded money. $5,000 in all of it borrowed. You're masked. You're the fellow that shot me. Well, you Easy, know. Clem. Your wife can prove we were at the ranch house when the shot was fired. But, and but we I... didn't know you were carrying money on you. Here. Feel well enough, ride back to the house. Just, just let me rest a minute, stranger. You answer some questions. Huh? What questions? How many people knew you had that money? Nobody. That cash come from the east, and I never told nobody about getting it. No one at all? Well, I did tell Banker Shaw, but he don't count. What I mean is, it was him I was taking the cash to. So he'd have just as much reason as me for keeping it secret. I see. Oh, doggone this head. You see... Banker Shaw holds a mortgage on my place, and I was going to pay it off tonight. A mortgage for $5,000? Uh-huh. But from what I've seen of your place, it isn't worth that much. Well, as a matter of fact, stranger, it ain't. But when I asked for that 5000 I needed it bad. And if the banker was willing to lend it, I wasn't going to put up no objections. Then Shaw would be more anxious to have you pay the mortgage than to take over your ranch. Chuck's I ain't suspecting him, stranger. You just asked me who knew about the cash, and I told you. Of course, he might have been careless and said something that was overheard. Banker Shaw don't ever say anything careless-like. And besides, he couldn't have told nobody. We fixed up our meeting tonight just when he got on the stage yesterday. He's been out of town ever since. The stage is only due in now. We're going to try and get your money back for you, Clem. Say, do you mean that? We do. Gosh, you're sure a strange sort of fellow to be wearing a mask and riding with a redskin. We're not crooks, Clem. Do you think you can make it back to the house now? Your wife will be worried. Well, I reckon I can. Give me your hand, will you? Here. Oh, my head's like to split. Here. On. Oh, thanks, engine. I'll help you, Clem. Golly, I sure don't know what I'm going to say to Sophie when I get home. I'll sure get a tongue lashing with the cash gone and no way to borrow more. How soon does the mortgage have to be paid, Clem? Well, there's just six days left. A lot can happen in six days. Ready, Tonto? Huh? Be ready. Say, which way are you heading? Ain't you going back to the house with me? Not now, Clem, but we'll see you later. Well, if they ain't the blamedest fellas I ever seen. That night, the Lone Ranger and his faithful Indian companion, Tonto, made camp. But the next morning, they returned to the dry gulch to search for some trace of the man who had robbed Clem Barton. Oh, hold that, gentlemen. Oh, hold it. Hold it. Hold it. Two doctors followed the trail last night, Kimosabe. And one night didn't help any in this gully. But we may find something today. Uh, there, empty shell. Yes. <laughs> Look. Here's where the man kneeled to shoot. You can see the mark of his knee in the soft earth. Uh, that, that right. And there are hoof prints. Oh, got broken shoe. A broken shoe on the left forefoot. That was a small horse. You can see how light the prints are. That's right. Here's where he left the gulch. I'm afraid we can't trail him, Tonto. No. Him ride on hard ground. Him not leave trail. He evidently knew what he was about. Now what we do? There's some things I don't understand, Tonto. The outlaw must have known Clem had that money. That's right. But Clem says the banker was the only one to know. If he loaned more than the ranch was worth, he stood to lose if the money wasn't delivered. Uh, here's a let's go. We're going to town, Kimosabe. You... You've got plans? Not yet. But the things I want to find out. Come on, sir. Come on, scout.
Two hours later, the Lone Ranger, disguised but without his mask, sat at a table in the cafe with Sato. They watched a hard-faced man called Pete as he talked to the banker. Hello, the prints left by Pete's horse are exactly the same as those we saw in the ghost. Uh, I wonder what business he could have with the banker. It looked plenty strange. Too bad we can't hear them. At least we can stay and see what happens. Well, Mr. Shaw, I better be on my way. Even already? Yeah, I got her. But I'll be seeing you again. Uh-huh. Maybe there'll be some more business we can do together. I sure hope so. Hey, Clem. What happened to your head, Clem? Did you get in a shooting script? Hey, hold on and tell us about it. Not now, boys. I got to talk to Mr. Shaw. Howdy, Mr. Shaw. Can I sit down? Go right ahead. Now, maybe you'll let me know what you've got to say for yourself. You can't be waiting last night till after midnight. Mr. Shaw, I was shot at. That's how I come to be wearing this bandage. Shot at? And the cash stole from me. Well, uh, who done it? Well, that's something I don't know. The only fellas I seen was a masked man and an engine that rode up when they heard the shot. The bullet knocked me out cold. A masked man and a redskin? Why, there, the crooks that stole your cash. You're mistaken, Mr. Shaw. Sophie says they was at the house when the shot was fired. Then they had a partner with them. Don't you see it? Their partner could have shot you and then rode off. Them other fellas talked to Sophie so they'd have an alibi. Then they rode out and stole the cash off you while you were still out. And it worked because you was idiot enough to think the same fellow that shot you must have got the cash. Hey, do you really think that? I'll bet every penny in my bank is so. Mr. Shaw, it wouldn't surprise me none of you was right. Huh? Hey, look over there. That's the same engine. And that fellow with him. He's about the same build. We'll find that... out about this. Man, grab that rescue in this frame. Get a hold of him. There they go. After them. For the sheriff. Tell him claims you said five thousand dollars stole. And those are the fellas that stole it. The curtain falls on the first act of our thrilling Lone Ranger drama. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. Behold my precious. Ooh, yeah, we do something right here, uh huh. The Loot Crate subscription box, yeah, full of exclusive loot on surprises and delivered to your door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, daddy. <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude. Cowabunga! To the Loot Gaming video game box. Woohoo! Yeehoo! To the Loot Crate box. What's with kids today, huh? Wowzers! With crates starting as low as $11.99 per month, those are backs just about for all collectors. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's F-E-N-I-X media dot U-S forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, it. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Now to continue the story. The Lone Ranger and Tonto, suspected of the theft of Clem's money, made their escape from town. Their great horses carried them safely beyond pursuit, but that night they returned under cover of darkness. 
That peak place up ahead, isn't it, Tano? Uh-huh. There, like in the captain. That means he's still at home. Tano, we've got to make him talk. Mm, that's right. The man who would fire from cover must be a coward. I think we can persuade him to confess whether he planned that robbery alone or whether someone else gave him his instructions. Uh-huh. Someone must have told Pete about the money. Maybe bankers tell him. Shaw loaned more money than the ranch was worth. But Clem forgot that the banker could have hired someone to steal the money, and that's why he got the ranch, too. Mm, that's right. Hello. Yes, I'll feed through the window. Oh, 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 We're going to have a talk, Pete. I'm asking you. Don't slap, mother. Get out of here. Hello, now. Take his gun, Tato. Huh? I got it. I might shoot my own. What's the idea? Gun. Good. Throw the side. No, Pete. But you're going to tell us about your holdup. Huh? You shot Clem. He stole the cash he was bringing to town. You're local. You can't lie out of it, Pete. He shot him from the dry gulch next to the trail. We found the print of your horse. My horse? We didn't know it was yours until we saw you ride up at the cafe today. But when you did, it gave your game away. That ain't so. Who was your partner, Pete? Partner? Someone told you Clem had that money. I have a good idea who that person was. But I want the information from you. Now, look here. Are you going to talk? Let me go. Talk, I said. Talk or take the beating of your life. Quit scathing me. I've got no mercy for a crook like you. Talk. That's only a start. Get up. Wait, I... Stand by the door, Tonto. To make a break for it, stop him. Him not get away. Don't hit me. You're bringing this on yourself, Pete. You can save yourself by telling me what I want to know. I don't know nothing. Very well. Stand back. Ask for it. Don't, no, don't. No. I'll talk. Let me loose. I'll talk. Honest, I will. Just don't beat me up. Quick. It, it was this way. I I was down by the cafe the other day. I found out the name of the man who gave Peter's information, Tyler. But there's still more to do. What's that? They've got to trick him into returning the money. It won't help Clem to get the guilty man if the money isn't found. You got plan? I have. We're going to call on the banker. Inside. And close the door, Shaw. The masked man Clem told me about Right. At the same engine. You didn't think we'd be back in town, did you? The sheriff's looking for you, fellas. I'll tell you. You're not leaving the house. And if you try to reach that rifle hanging above the fireplace, you'll never make it. I can draw before you've taken another step. You can't get away with it. We'll see about that. No, I know who's responsible for the theft of Clem's money. You ought to know. You took it. That accusation won't stand, Shaw. Tato and I can prove we're innocent. You can't. What's more, you're going to help us prove it. What's that? I meant exactly what I said. You a friend of Clem's? I am. And you want his money returned to him? Of course I do. Then listen to me and stop looking toward your gun. You'll listen whether you like it or not. The following day, Shaw, the banker, entered the cafe, looked around a moment, then made his way toward a man standing at the end of the bar. Hello, Mr. Shaw. Howdy, fellas. Hello there, Jake. Afternoon, Fred. Howdy, Mr. Shaw. Looking for something to settle the dust in your throat? <laughs> Don't mind if I do. Have one with me, Fred? Glad Hey, what are you so pleased about? Ain't seen you with such a grin in your face since you shot the fellas that try to hold up your bank. <laughs> Just had a stroke of luck, that's all. Yeah? Come on. You sit over that table here and I'll tell you about it. Hey, barkeep. Two of the usual. Bring them to our table. Sure thing, Mr. Shaw. Sit down, Fred. There. Now, what in blazes is it all about? <laughs> I suppose you know I'm holding the mortgage on Clem's ranch. <laughs> that ain't nothing for you to be grinning about. No? Give him 5000 for that mortgage, didn't you? Yep. 
When you got the cash together to pay you off, it was stolen from him, wasn't it? It sure was. And he can't get another 5000 to pay you with, can he? Nope. And if you can find anything in that to make you happy, I admire to know what it is. If it was me, I wouldn't give half the size of that mortgage for Clemens Place. And if you can grin about losing more than $2,000, you must be off your head. You're just postmaster, Fred. Nobody expects you to understand these things. <laughs> you mean to sit there and as much as say you want, Clemens Place? I ain't said it yet. But that's the fact. It beats me. Here comes the barkeep. <laughs> I reckon you're needing a drink worse than I am. Just set him down, barkeep. This will pay for him. Yeah, thanks, Mr. Shaw. There you are. You can keep the change. You want anything more? Just a dollar. Look here. I've been thinking over what you just said. Yeah? And I've got a notion why you want Clem's ranch. Maybe I'm wrong, but I'm betting I ain't. There's something on that ranch that makes it valuable. Now, what would that be? I don't know, but whatever it is, you know about it. Hmm. Maybe it's coal, maybe it's oil, but that don't matter. There's something on or in that ranch worth a heap of cash, something that's got nothing to do with the cattle. Because there ain't a cattleman alive and pay you $5,000 for that measly ride up range. No, oh, come on. Tell me what it is. It's been nice talking to you, Fred. Wait, you haven't even tasted your drink. Change my mind. I don't want it. Good day to you, Fred. I savvy why you're leaving. <laughs> I came too blame close to the truth, didn't I? Now it's you that's off your head. See you later. Uh, now I wonder. By heaven, so does thunder. That's it. I'm going to find out. Hey, Fred, what's happening with you? Huh? <laughs> You look as though something bit you. Something did, just about. Yeah? You saw me talking to Banker Shaw just now, didn't you? Of course I did. Didn't I bring you your drink? Barkeep, there's something blame funny going on. Huh? You know what Banker Shaw told me? He wants to foreclose on Clem. He was laughing about it. No. I'm telling you the truth. But but he, he'd be losing money. Barkeep, I'm just wondering if he would. Huh? Don't you tell nobody I said it. But he's got a reason for foreclosing. And just between you and me, Barkeep, maybe that same reason would make him keep Clem from paying off. Mind you, I ain't saying it's all. But it seems to me it's a mighty strange thing. Mighty strange. Alice, the banker's aimed to make himself rich with plans land. What's that? There's oil or gold on it. Oh, oh, what's the banker up to? find out. It was Banker Shaw had Clem robbed. He aims to get his ring. He must have been done the banker done it. Why else did he want to foreclose? No. You know what? We, we ought to put the sheriff on him. Sure. Banker done it. Sure as shoot. He can't get away with a thing like that. Hanging too good for a pokehead like this. You're in a heap of trouble. Yeah? Ain't you been uptown? Nope, not since the last to talk to you. But everybody's talking about your foreclosing on land. They're saying that if you're so blame anxious to get his ranch, maybe you took steps to see that he didn't pay you. Nonsense. Yeah? If you think I'm lying, you just go over to the cafe again and see what happens. Yeah. You mean they really think it was me, Rob Clem? They don't think nothing else. But they know better than that. I'm no crook. Why, I wouldn't take a penny I didn't come by honest. You needn't tell me that, I believe you. But it ain't all the folks in town knows you as well as I do. There, there isn't going to be trouble, is there? Look here, Shaw. You and me have known each other since we was young. Sure we have. And we've been good friends all that time, too, haven't we? I reckon so. Well, then you can believe what I'm saying. I've seen some mighty mean crowds. I can recollect the time the folks in town raided the jail and hung that crook who shot the other sheriff in the back. Well, I... Just you wait till I'm through talking. What I'm getting at is this. 
In all the time I have lived in this here town, I ain't never seen a crowd that meant business any more than the one that's gathering up town tonight. So, they're fixing to hang you. Hang me? They put two and two together and decide that you're guilty. They haven't any evidence. That's just why they're going to hang you themselves instead of waiting for the law to do it. They can't do that. They saw sure Blazer's affection to do just that. And you got just one chance to save your skin. I, I got a chance, you see? I got it all figured out. The only way you can keep from being hung is to show me you don't want Clem's ranch. What's that? That's this way, Shaw. If you'd said from the first you didn't want the ranch, then they'd never got the notion you was responsible for the holdup. Ain't that so? I, I guess so. Now, if you do something to prove you're willing to give it up, maybe the crowd will change his mind about you being guilty. But, but what can I do? I said we've always been friends, didn't I? I heard you. Well, I'm willing to buy that mortgage from you. Then I'll go uptown and tell the folks you sold it. After that, they'll have to figure you wasn't to blame. I'll take my chances, Fred, before I'll lose my $5,000. You won't be losing it. You mean you'll pay me that much for the mortgage? I will. But just because we're friends. There you are. 5000 even. Now make over the papers in a hurry so I can get back and head off the mob. That won't be necessary, Fred. For what? Where'd you fellas come from? We were hiding behind this other door. And just waiting for you to show us whether you had that cash on you or not. But, Sheriff, The I sheriff can... has already told the town people who was responsible for the holdup, Fred. The banker won't be bothered. Look here, what in blazes is this all about? Sam, bring him in. Here's the other scoundrel. You needn't trouble me. He tried to escape last night after we forced the truth from him. The town and I brought him back. Uh-huh. Then the mask color brought him around to my office and made him tell me who his partner was. You ain't going to believe anything he says, are you? <laughs> Fred, even without Pete testifying again, you, that 5000 you just put on my desk could almost prove it. Where could you have saved $5,000 on the salary of a postman? It's a mistake. You're framing it. It's no mistake. But we nearly made one because Clem thought only the banker knew about his receiving the money. Clem forgot that he opened the envelope which contained it in front of you in your post office. <laughs> but the masked fella found out the truth all right. And it was a masked man's scheme to make you think there was gold or oil on the ranch, Fred, so you'd hand over the cash you stole. If I get my hands on him, I'll... You ain't, Fred. You're going to jail. And Clem, we might just as well take care of that mortgage right now. The mask fella cleared up the first robbery, but there's no sense in taking chances on another. you have just heard is a copyrighted feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated.
You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Fiery horse for the speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high silver, the Lone Ranger. soldiers who manned the forts on the western frontier of the United States were trained in the Civil War. They knew very little about fighting Indians, and time and time again, they turned to the masked rider of the plains for help. It was he, more than any other man, who brought law and order, peace and security to the new territory. And now return with us to those thrilling days when the West was young and adventure lay at the end of every trail. The Lone Ranger rides again. Hello, Silver! There's going to be trouble in Fort Gardner! Hello, Silver! Hello! Gardner was little more than a blockhouse and a barracks. There was no stockade surrounding the buildings, for they were open to attack from only one direction. Our story opens late one night as Private Keating is doing sentry duty. He mutters to himself as he paces back and forth. Gosh, it sure is lonesome standing, Gary. I wish I was in the barracks with Carl. What's that? Was a man made that noise? Who goes there? Stand. Hey, Stan. Huh? Who's there? It's me, Carl. Don't talk so loud. Carl? Keep your voice down, Stan. What in blazes are you doing here, anyhow? I thought you were sleeping. I... Well, I got something else planned. Yeah? Stan, look here. You'd do me a favor, wouldn't you? Shucks, ain't you the best friend I got? And you're my best friend. Stan, I gotta go to town tonight. To Redwood City? Uh Uh-huh. But you can't. Major Brandon gave orders no one was to be allowed to leave or enter camp without his permission. Sure, I know that, but... Well, this is something special. Now, wait. I, I promised Amy I'd be in town for sure tonight. It's her birthday. Gosh, Carl, you could ask me anything else, and I'd be glad to do it. But if I let you through the lines and it's found out, I could be court-martialed. It won't be found out. 
I don't know about that. The Major's been rushed off and slick since there's been so much arms and ammunition stored of late. But I'll be back before Reveille. Honest, I would. I can't do it. I just can't. I didn't tell you all the reason for my wanting to get to town. Now I reckon I'll have to. What's that? It ain't only Amy's birthday. Her and me've got it fixed to be married tonight. I got the ring and the preacher's waiting for us. Well, I'll be doggone. You never told me nothing about that before. He was keeping it secret. Amy's a mighty nice girl, Carl. You blame right she is. And I want to marry her so she won't have to work in a cafe for Mike anymore. I... Well, I, I wanted to have things a little easier for a change. You're making it awful hard to say no. And there's another thing. Yeah? I think I'm going to find out who's been stealing guns and things. Huh? Yep. Amy wrote she had a line on who the low-down skunk is. But she wouldn't put it in a letter for fear somebody else might see it. Then by gosh, it must be some fellow in town. It's the way I got it figured. Oh, come on, Stan. Let me through, won't you? I do the same for you. You... You'll promise to be back at full morning? I'll give you my word. But where's your horse? You can't walk to town. I got him tethered on the entreaty. I shouldn't be doing You're a real part, Stan. But go ahead. I'll take the chance. It ain't as though you was a crook. Thanks, Stan. I won't forget this. Well, I gotta hurry. He need to figure on how much I was. I don't think This is a dirty local thing for me to do. But shucks, if you can't do a friend a favor once in a while, what's a friend for? Get up. Get off that. Come on. <laughs> there he goes. He sure is in a hurry to get hitched up, all righty. Say, who are them two fellas coming this way? Halt! Who goes there? Friends. Halt, I tell you. Oh, oh that's the horse, Scout. Your mask. We want to go inside the lines. I wish to speak to Major Brandon. You can't get by. No? Them's orders. Nobody gets in or out without the Major says so. Did the rider who just left have the Major's permission? Huh? What's that? We just now saw a man riding away. You, you didn't. You deny it? You, you must have been seeing things. There weren't nobody left camp. Well, I might have been mistaken. Sure you was. But I still say we want to enter camp. And I still say you can't. Very well. So you might just as well turn around and head back where you came from. Come, Tyler. Mm. All right, old fellow. Get him up, Scott. And don't try to sneak in camp either, because it won't work. Why we go away, huh? I could have shown that sentry the papers we carry from Colonel Hughes. But I don't want our errand known unless it's necessary. Oh, when the colonel asked me to investigate the theft from the fort here, he said it'd be best to act secretly. And him, right. But I had another reason for not insisting. What, man? The sentry lied to us. Hmm. Don't know that. We didn't see a man leaving camp. Uh. And if the sentry wanted to hide the fact, it looked suspicious. Uh. Maybe the rider was only a soldier wishing to spend a night in town. Isn't that what you think? I don't know. But he may have some connection with the thefts. We soon find out. Yes, we'll follow that rider and see where he goes. The following morning, after roll had been called, it was discovered that Private Jordan was missing. Major Brandon made a hurried investigation, then sent an orderly to summon Stan Keating to his quarters. We see Stan as he enters the room. You sent for me, sir? Yes. Come in and close the door. Yes, sir? Private Keating, you were on guard duty last night? Sure I was, sir. You know that Private Carl Jordan is missing? I, I heard some talk, sir. I'm going to ask you a question. I want an honest answer. Did you let Carl Jordan through the lines last night? I... I... Speak up. I did, sir. Oh, just as I thought. You're both in on it. I... He promised he'd be back. 
I couldn't see the harm in it, sir. If that were all, there'd still be no excuse. But I think that this proves you two were the men getting the arms and ammunition out of the fort. You, you don't mean that. Last night, 20 rifles and a case of ammunition were taken from the fort. No. Men that would sell arms to be used against their own comrades are, are the worse than murder. But it ain't so. I'm no cook and neither is Carl. Don't lie out of it. Carl just went to see his girl. I'll stake my life on it. Of course you'd have some such story. You, you mean you really believe what you just said? I have no direct evidence. But by heavens, I'll see that you pay for what you've done if it's the last thing I do. It ain't right. You forget yourself. I don't care who or what you are. You can't say me and Carl are rotten yellow traitors that it's still guns. Shut up. I won't shut up. You can't. I'll teach you. Stay away from me. I'll take care of you. I won't you. you struck me. And I'd do it again for the things you said. That's That's enough. Perhaps I couldn't convict you for running guns, but you struck your superior officer. You'll get no less than a dishonorable discharge. I couldn't help it. You call me them things. Anybody else have done the same. You'll be confined to the guardhouse. Order me. Come here. Yes, sir. Private Teasing is under arrest. court-martial that followed, it could not be proved that Stan was involved in the plot to steal arms for sale to hostile Indians. But for striking his superior officer, he was dismissed from the army with a dishonorable discharge. We see him now two days later as he enters the cafe in Redwood City. Howdy, soldier. Something for you. Where's Amy, Mike? What do you want to see her for? I wanted to see if I could find out. I want to speak to you, Stan. Huh? Who are you? Come. I'll explain that later. How'd you know my name? There's a table over here where we can talk. But I got him along. Well, all right, but I ain't got much time. Sit down. Now, see here. Just what do you want with me? We met once before. Do you remember a masked man when you were on sentry duty? Sure I do, but I... I'm that man. And I want to ask you some questions. You're him? You did let a man through the lines that night. I reckon everybody knows about it now since I got kicked out of the army. What do you know about him? I can't see as how you got the right to interfere. You're under suspicion, Stan. I advise you to tell me what you know. Well, that's what I'm here for tonight. His name was Carl Jordan. He was my partner. I want to find out what happened to him. Why did he leave camp that night? Shucks, he was stuck on a dancer they got here. Amy Martin, her name is. Yes? He was going to marry her that night. You're sure of that? I told you Carl was my partner, didn't I? You wouldn't tell me nothing that weren't so. I see. The major claimed him and me had something to do with the arms being stolen. But I happen to know he was going to find out about that, too, that night. He was? Uh-huh. Amy admitted him she knew who was in it. She said she'd tell him when he come to town. Then that explains it. Huh? Explains what? Why Amy isn't here. She's gone? She disappeared yesterday. It was her I wanted to ask her about, Carl. Stan, at first I believed you might be one of the thieves. But I asked questions about you and everybody spoke well of you. Yeah? There are several things I can't tell you yet. But I want you to remain in town until I see you again. But what have you got to do with all this, stranger? That's one of the things you'll learn later. I don't know just what to think. But I'm free to say I like the way you talk. I'm leaving now. I expect you to keep still about what's been said and wait to hear from me. Stranger, I'll do that. Uh, Now's the time to talk to Mike. Uh, Uncle, do that. I think Stan Keating can be trusted. We'll find out soon. Him look like plenty good feller. Mike's standing alone now. Go over there. I'll be watching. Me want to make talk with you. Huh? What do you got to say to me, Redskin? 
We talk in there. My office? Uh, well, come along. But if you want to borrow some cash or something, it ain't going to do you no good. No, that's not it. Uh, here we are. On in. Uh, now, you close the door. You sure act as though you got something hefty on your mind, Injun. Me see bad thing. Yeah? Me see you kill feller. Why are you? Kill feller named Carl. No, no, no. Me see you. That's what your game, Redskin. Uh, you pay me cash, me keep still. <laughs> I get you. Trying to hold me up, huh? Me tell law, you will not pay me. And if I give you cash, you'll keep your mouth shut? Uh, me not talk. My cash is out to the bar. I'll have to go and get it. Uh, that all right. Now you stay here. I won't be for a minute. Uh, me wait. You ain't looked around the room any, have you? What do you mean? I'll tell you, Redskin. I don't savvy how come you see me get that soldier. And I ain't sure just how much more you know. But the only windows in that room has got bars on them. And I'm leaving you in there until I get ready to come back and finish you off. You quick, Tom. Don't try and get out. <laughs> now that's going to try to get me to pay him off in cash, would he? <laughs> well, he'll be darn sorry you tried to stunt like that after I'm through with him. The curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger drama. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Now to continue our story. The Lone Ranger sent Tonto to Mike, the owner of the cafe, to accuse him of murder. Mike locked the Indian in the back room. Late that same evening, we see the Lone Ranger, unmasked but disguised, as he approaches Mike. Mike. Yeah? What's on your mind? I see you're staying close to your office. What's that to you? I was wondering why. Well, you can just stop wondering and start moving along. I ain't got no hankering for talk right now. Take that key out of your pocket. What key? The key to your office. Hey, what do you Hurry. think? Hurry. I'll you lock the door on the Indian that went in your office. All I got to do is yell and you're done for, stranger. Perhaps. But I've got you covered. You'll go before me. Now open that door. I'll... And hurry. I'm doing it. But I'll remember you. When I find you again, you'll be taken care of. Don't talk. Do as I tell you. Blast you. Careful what you do, Mike. It means your life. Ah. Come on, Santa. <laughs> I don't know you come. We're getting out of here, Kimasabi. Uh, You'd better if you're silly. What's good for you? Mike, if you come after us, it'll be the last thing you'll ever do. You talk awful big. Come, Tonto. Uh-huh. Don't forget what I said, stranger. You're going to be too careful. We'll get our horses, Tonto. Uh-huh. We'll go back to camp for the night. Tomorrow I want to talk to Stan again. Mm-hmm. Got plan? I have now. What happened tonight proves things we only suspected before. Uh-huh. We play good trick on Mike. Uh, <laughs> He's watching us. He'd shoot if he dares. Uh, here, door. One thing, Tyler. proves Mike was the man who shot Carl. Mm, not right. So far, we're the only ones who know Carl is dead. Uh, not right. Stan told me Carl had received a letter from Amy saying she knew the thieves. And that's why Mike killed Carl. That must have been. 
The trick we played proves Mike was the killer. The man we saw right away after Carl was shot the other night looked like Mike, but we'd never be able to prove it. Me tell Mike me know him killer. <laughs> he believed you, or he wouldn't have made you a prisoner. Uh, yeah. Steady, Silver. Uh, there are plenty more work to do. There's a lot to do. Find Amy. Learn Mike's connection with the missing guns. Who in the fort is selling them? Uh-huh. But we'll know all that before we're through. Come on, gentlemen. The following night, when Stan left the cafe, Tonto stepped from the shadows and touched his arm. What do you want with me, Injun? You come. Tonto's horse, wait outside town. Did you say your name was Tonto? Not right. Well, what do you want with me? Mask man, send me. The mask man? Where's he at? You come. Has he found Carl yet? No. Carl, dead. Dead? Huh? Mike, Tonto, kill him. You know what you're talking about, Injun? Uh, you mean Mike in the cafe? Not right. Why, that low-down ornery pokehead? No. Let go of my arm, Injun. I'm going back. No. Let go of me, I No, say. you listen. Tonto's friend tell you many things. You hear his plan. Mike isn't going to get away with killing my pal. No, you wait. You kill Mike now. You hang. You listen, Tonto's friend. Mike hang. Where is he? Him not far. All right. I'll go with you and I'll listen. But I'm coming back here, Injun. Nothing's going to stop me from getting even. Tonto brought Stan to the masked man's camp where the Lone Ranger explained his plan. Then, for several days, all three of them watched the movements of the cafe owner. One night, Stan reined in his horse before Mike's home, dismounted, and entered the house without knocking. What the... rotten killer. Put down that gun. You murdered my part. You killed Carl without giving him a chance. Who told you that? I was talking to the redskin that seen it. That bastard engine. I'm going to drill you for what you've done. Maybe the Lord lets you go. The wood of a redskin don't count for much, but I'm taking things into my own hands. Wait, listen, I... You can try to beg off. I'll give you cash. I'll do anything. You're finished, your polecat. Don't wait. Your six-gun led the teacher. Stop. I've covered. You can't stop me from killing him. I'm going to... You won't do anything. Now drop that gun. You can't stop me. I told you to drop that gun. There it is. But I don't see why anybody would want to save the life of an ornery coyote like this fellow here. That's my business. I don't know who you are myself, but you sure got here just in time. Kept me from shooting him now, but there'll be another time. I'll have something to say about that. You're on your way. <laughs> and when you get out, you'd better keep right on going. They'll leave the Omri alive, slick enough to get a second chance to shoot me. We'll see about that. Don't stay around the house. We'll be watching for you. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the last we'll ever see of him. I savvy them kids, all right. They get the nerve up once, but if something happens, it's gone for good. Some of that way. Not me curious, stranger. How'd you happen to show up just when you did? I was coming to talk to you, and I heard that man threatening to shoot. Uh-huh. Say, there's something about you. Ain't we met up before? It's possible. I just don't seem able to place you, though. Mike, I want to make a deal with you. A deal? I happen to know you've been buying guns. Huh? Who told you that? And I have guns to sell. Oh. I can make you a good price. There seems to me you know an awful lot. I've heard things. Yes, huh? Well, I reckon an outlaw like you might have ways of finding things out of that. Are you interested? I might be. I ain't just saying. But I got a notion you saved my life because you figured it'd be worth cash to you. Ain't that it? Right now, I want to talk business. <laughs> That's what I meant. 
Well, what have you got to sell? I can guess you 20 Long Tom Springfields and a case of ammunition. What's that you said? I said 20 rifles and ammunition. Where'd you get them? I don't have to tell that. I want to know. Do you hear me? Where'd you get them? I got my information from the fort. You did? Huh? Well, I... Will you buy them? You can name your own price. I want to get rid of them. I just bet you do. I'll not make this offer again. I, uh, you've got to give me time to think it over. How much time? Uh, can you come back tomorrow? Yes, I can do that. Make it tomorrow night. Very well. I'll be here at the same time. If you decide not to deal, I'll find another buyer. I'll let you know. Good. Sell me my own guns, Willie. Twenty rifles and ammunition is just what I got. I golly, I'm going to look into this. And if somebody's been double-crossing me, they're sure going to be sorry. next day that four horsemen took cover behind a great boulder that concealed them from anyone passing by on the trail. Two of the horsemen were the Lone Ranger and Tonto. The others were Stan Keating and Colonel Hughes. He'll have to come this way, Colonel. We can't afford to let him escape us. You can take my word. He won't. We get him all right. We've got to. He killed my card and fixed it so the two of us were branded thieves. I've got to clear my name. You will, Stan. And I think you can promise to be back in the army with a promotion if this plan succeeds. Thank you, sir. That's what I want more than anything else in the world. Wait. You hear that must be him now. Good. Quiet. He'll soon be to the rise. He's stopping it now. Then it's safe to follow him. Come on, sir. Come on. Get out of there. Major Brandon was busy at his desk in his quarters at the fort when he heard noisy footsteps coming down the corridor. The door burst open and Mike stood facing him. You're the fellow I want to see. Fool, what are you doing here? You know what brought me. I told you we shouldn't be seen together. I gave you that pass with the lines only for an emergency. You're a mighty smooth talker, ain't you? If there's trouble, I'll... You sold me guns, didn't you? And you told that masked fellow why they was hid so he could steal them and sell them again. You're crazy. But not so darn crazy I'm going to stand for being cheap. Now, look here. You I... didn't try to lie out of it. Well, nobody but you and me knew why them guns was hid. But when I went to see if they were still there after talking to the masked fellow, they was gone. Gone? Impossible. I've been playing square with you. But I should have known you're the kind of skunk that would try a stunt like this. But I didn't have I've been taking all the risk. It's me that's been getting the guns to the Indians. You've taken no more risk than I have. Yeah. How about that soldier I had to shoot? That was safe enough. And how about the girl that wrote that letter to him? Ain't it a risk keeping her tied up over at the old Sunrise Mine? Should have got rid of her. <laughs> Not me. She and me are going to get hitched just as soon as I can talk some sense into her head. But you can't stay here. If someone should see us together... I ain't leaving until I get back the cash I gave you for them guns. And what's more, I want enough cash to make up for the profit I lost on them, too. I tell you, I don't know anything about them. You won't pay me? I'll not be responsible for something that's not my fault. Why, bless you, fool. Put down that gun. I'll get you. Damon, up a moment. Ah, you smashed my head. I only hit that gun. All right, Colonel. I have them coming. Why, you? You're under arrest, Major. I've heard enough to convict both of you. It was a trap. And you were caught in it. That's the same masked fellow I've seen before. I sent him here to find out about these thefts. You trapped him into admitting he killed Carl Jordan. The masked fellow did that? He and the Indian saw Carl shot. 
But you joined the crowd in town too soon for them to make sure of your identity. Then the engine didn't really know nothing at all. You got me into this, Mike. The masked man trailed you until he found where the guns were hidden. Then he took them away and offered to sell them to you. He knew as soon as you found they were gone, you'd suspect your partner here in the fort. So that's how you knew I was in it. We followed Mike here. Is everything cleared up now, sir? It is, and you'll soon be a soldier again. Thanks to the masked fella. But first, you'll go to the Sunrise Mine with a detachment of men to rescue that girl. Yes, sir. And then we'll attend to these fellows. But who in tarnation is that masked hombre? Him? <laughs> Why, he's the Lone Ranger. you have just heard is a copyrighted feature of The Lone Ranger Incorporated. Get this and previous episodes of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater wherever you get podcasts or by visiting phoenixmedia.us forward slash Silver Age Heroes. Join us again, same bat time, same bat station for another presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Excelsior! <laughs>